0: Thank you for supporting Overcomer's Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Let's get into the Word of God. I know you have your Bibles. Go ahead and turn me to the book of Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. The book of Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. I want you to notice in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 24, Reading to you out of the New King James Version Bible. It reads as follows. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires, in the words, not desire, they have a urging, a strong urging to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Based on what I just read to you, I want to talk to you from this particular topic. Only God can work this for my good. Only God can work this for my good. In prayer, the last couple of days, the Lord has put upon my heart to remind all of us that God is a real God. He's a real God. One aspect being uh, about a real God that we all need to understand is that many of us have real problems, real problems. but I appreciate the fact that we have real solutions, real solutions and what I love about God's solutions that's different from man's solutions is that God's solutions work despite man's frailties and despite man's weaknesses. Now, I could drop the mic right there because I I preached the whole sermon right there. Because God's answers will work despite our weaknesses, despite our frailties, despite what what we bring to the table, God's plans still works. Boy, that's good news right there. That means if I got a problem and I put God's solution on it, then it's going to work out for my good. Mm, mm, mm. It's going to work the way God designed for it to work. It's going to work. I mean, God's solutions work despite my shortcomings, my weaknesses, my frailties. It works. I mean, God's plan works. You can't tell me God doesn't work. Now, it, it works despite us. Man has to depend on us to do a b c d e f g but god's plan works it works how many know that god's plan works i mean you know god's plan it works despite you sometimes it works despite you not having everything right every i dotted every t cross it works god solutions it works and i don't want you to go out of here thinking that if i give you a word today that it doesn't work god's plan works for your life it works how many let's do it again how many believe god's plan works for them his word works doesn't it? despite have you ever noticed that God's plan worked despite you sometimes i'm not talking about despite the devil or your job or your circumstance but god's plan works now one other way one of the ways that God's plan works is is through self-denial Self-denial. Self-denial can be defined as denial of a person's own interests as well as needs. The antithesis of that word is uh, self-denial is self-indulgence, self-seeking, control, self-absorbed, self-fulfilling, and so forth. The consistent, the consistent term in these words is the word self. Self can be defined as expression of who we are, our identity, our individuality. Now self-denial does does excuse me, self-denial that takes us away from the will of God is not what I'm talking about. Because, excuse me, it's what I'm talking about. Now, there is a self-denial that is okay, for example, when it comes to our exercise and eating properly. We know we have to deny ourselves sometimes. We're going to exercise and eat properly. Now, We need to understand that God took such great care in creating us as individuals. Let's go to Psalms 139 and verse 14. He created us as individuals. Remember now, God's plan works. His word works. No matter what we deal with in life, it works. I found that sometimes it works better. It it works sometimes even when my faith is not where it needs to be at. And I'm so grateful for that too, as well. Psalms 139 and 14 reads as follows: I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made; marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Notice what he says: I will praise you, I will honor you, Jesus. I will give thanks and reference you, for for I am fearfully and all and wonderfully made. I'm set apart, I am distinct, I am distinguished, marvelous, extraordinary, surpassing man's power are your works that my soul knows very well. So when God made us, he made us in fearfully and wonderfully did he make us. I'll tell you, when God made you, he knew what he was making. He knew what he was making. We are at the... The created by all powerful, all knowing God. He knew why he made you. He knew what time he knew who you, should, who you should be born to. He knew everything about you before he made you. It was no mistake. You got your eye color, your hair or whatever you have. God knew what he was doing when he made you. He made you with a divine purpose in mind. We are unique and not designed to be a clone, a copy with the same genetic makeup, because it strips us of our identity. And one thing I always I think we always should keep in mind when God makes somebody different, we should appreciate their differences. We should appreciate people that are different from us. I you know, God loves us so much. He didn't make nobody like you in the entire world. They made I saw your twin, it might look like me, but they not me. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you know, could, could could the world stand another one of you around here somewhere? Well, let, no, I, I stay out of that. Let me get out of that. Hallelujah. The only true image that we should strongly resemble and strive daily to become is more like him that is our creator. Let's go to Genesis one twenty-seven. Genesis one twenty-seven. Remember now, he made us. He is fearfully and wonderfully made. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, I should say. Genesis 1 and 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created, he shaped and he formed man in his own image, in his likeness, his resemblance as a representative figure in the image of God, he created him. Notice this male and female, he created them. Interesting people sometimes get confused with male and female. But he created them male and created them female. In my opinion, we're going to strive to be like or be representative of anyone. It should be our creator. Or the Lord Jesus Christ we should be like him however, when the when we see look at the investment that the Lord made in shaping and forming us into his image in today's text it would seem as though that the Lord might be saying, although I the Lord created you to be an individual who was designed to reflect my image, you still need to learn self-denial self-denial got to learn it And I like because it's something you must learn. I don't think self-denial comes automatically. I think being selfish comes automatically. That's my opinion. But we have to learn how to be in an area of what we call self-denial. Let's go to Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16 and 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So he, when he's talking to his disciples, he said that anyone desires, and you must be intentional. You've got to be determined to come after me, which is Jesus. That's one thing we all need to understand. You must be intentional and you got to be determined to follow Jesus. You cannot be an individual that's, that's half-hearted in following Jesus. Because if you are, you're going to run across stumbling blocks along the way. People are going to make you mad and you're not going to want to follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because following Jesus, you must be determined. You must be intentional in following Jesus. But if you do... You got to deny some things. You got to deny my I got to deny himself. I got to forget oneself. I got to disown. I've got to lose sight of my personal interests and take up his cross and follow me. Now I know when I first read that I used to read that scripture, I just think, My goodness, boy, I got to take up a cross and follow Jesus. But when I look at it a little bit closer, one of the things I had to get keep in mind was is that I must put my flesh under subjection. I've got to put my desires, my interests, my way on the cross. I've got to deny some things. I've got to put that thing to the cross because my desire is not going to be a godly desire. Because my flesh desire things that are not godly. And see, sometimes you're following God, and it's not going to be hard to do. You know, I'm following you because you're blessing me. I'm following you because you got fish and loaves. I'm following you because of everything else. But sometimes you're going to follow God, and when it's going to be tough, when your flesh wants to do one thing, but God is telling you to do something different, you got to put your nailer to the cross. Because you want to do one thing, but God is telling you to do something different, you got to nail your desire to the cross. And sometimes that's not always gonna be easy because you're gonna wanna pray one day and then, excuse me, you're gonna wanna pray for five minutes and God say I'm gonna pray for fifteen minutes. Well God, I got something to do. There's a television program I wanna watch. Now God is saying you got to deny yourself and follow me. You got to nail your desires to the cross. And it ain't always easy to nail your desires to the cross. Because nailing your desires to the cross means you got to put self down under. And that ain't always easy because we like ourselves. Whoo Thank y'all for the two and a half amens right there. We like ourselves. And I ain't mad you should like yourself. Because when you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know God made you. You know God made you. He did not make any junk. He made somebody special. But say every now and then when it gets tough is when you want to fast for 12 hours, but God says fast two days you got to nail your desire to the cross. Oh, I I remember times, there would be some times we would have, like, certain holiday meals, and God would say, I want you to fast that day. Well, God, I don't want to fast that day because they're bringing some good stuff up to the office. Oh, I thank you all for the four amens that they are pray my strength. Oh, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so cooking today, and she can really cook. Oh, I don't need you fasting that day. I need to. And God would say, what you going to do? See, God ain't going to force you to nail yourself to the cross. He's not going to force you to put your desires aside to follow his desires. But every now and then, I learn, and I've, I've, I had this down later, but I need to give you this right now. I, I'm going to share something with you later, but I need to share this right now. See, your way will never beat God's way. God's way will always be better. God's way will always be top shelf, and our way will be in the lower shelf. God's way will always be a better way And you might be successful In what you do But your success will never outweigh Or being obedient to God Because God's way is always going to be the best way His way will always Be the best way Now So we're going to Nail our desire We're going to deny ourselves Take up our cross and follow him Again sometimes you got to put your desires On that cross because, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're not on the cross, then who is on the cross? Mm. I'll get that in there a little later. Now, a question might be, and it was for me, why would the Lord spend so much time fearfully and wonderfully making me, and shaping me and forming me into his image if he's going to later say, I need you to lose sight of my, pers- of my own personal interests, my own personal desires, and so forth. See, we talked about this earlier. We have to be intentional in coming to the fact that it's not about me directly or indirectly. It's easy to make make it about us whether we realize it or not. You know, and let me say this to you. Before I give you these examples, I have been guilty of every example I'm I'm going to give to you. I'm guilty of every last one of these. Number one, words like, I don't see it like that. I don't see it like that. Oh, uh, this one right here. Well, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do it that way. Oh, I don't want to do it. that. Oh, your way might be all right, but my way's better. Sometimes God will say, humble yourself, son. One thing I had to learn as a pastor is that I can't always be talking all the time. Y'all missed that. It takes maturity to be humble, to be quiet, and learn from somebody who you think may not know as much as you do. Lord, got quiet right there. That must be a good spot, Father, to deal for a moment. See, sometimes we be in positions that we think we know a lot, but God is saying sometimes you need to be quiet and listen to somebody. Watch this. Abraham, I consider, was a spiritual man. One day God told Abraham, be quiet and listen to your wife. Because she's right. And, and basically saying, you're wrong. <laughs> and he, he was, and, and Abraham, had to he humbled himself and he did what God told him to do. Now, understand something. Abraham was the spiritual head of the household. Abraham knew God, in my opinion, had a great relationship with God. When, he, when God told him to sacrifice his son, he did it. Without hesitation, I tell you that was a powerful thing, in my opinion. But you gotta learn that sometimes, you know, your way ain't the right way or the best way. Of uh, uh, this way, I like this one. I think it should be. Da 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 da. You got a good idea, but it's not a godly idea. It's a good idea. It, it will work, but it's not the godly idea. See, sometimes a godly idea may be something very simple, but it's a godly idea. And we understand that godly ideas are always the best way. It's better than a good idea. I like this one. My friend thinks it should be, and he, she knows. Y'all know people like that? My friend thinks it should be like this, and he or she knows. Woo. Are you hearing more from the friend, or are you hearing more from God? Oh, it got quiet right there. Let me drop that one more time. Are you hearing more from God, or are you hearing more from your friend? Is your friend your God? Thank you. I I thought I heard two or three amens out there. Everybody else can continue to stay with us now. Understand something. Your God must be your God. He will have no other gods before him. Sometimes we can get in this particular, uh, what I consider a danger zone by putting the all-knowing God in our opinion and what we think in a particular situation. Something like this. I didn't hear God say it. I didn't hear God say it. Or this, or or this one right here. I don't feel led to do it. That sound familiar to some of us? It should, because I heard every one of us say it. (laughs) I don't feel led to do this. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something. I've learned over the years, if you really got a God idea, you ain't got to force it. If you got a God idea, you ain't got to force it. Cause God will be behind that idea. And everybody else will find out sooner or later who heard from God and who didn't. Are y'all following me here? So we got to make sure that we hear from God. Got to hear from God. Now, we notice here in, my, in Matthew sixteen twenty four the scripture we own, that Jesus' targeted audience is his disciples. His disciples would consider his followers, his learners, those that are continue to follow his teaching. In my opinion, when Jesus began speaking on a topic like self-denial, he knew that the message was for followers of Christ and not followers of man. Because when when a man would tell you to do something, man would tell you to do what's best in your interest. Long story short, man, okay, you make you look good, man. But God would say, make somebody else look good. May somebody else shine. Why? Well, Pastor, I ain't never shine, or or God ain't never shine in this circumstance, this situation. Well, in God's opinion, we need to humble ourselves sometime anyway. If you always gotta be in the spot in the proud in the spotlight, something wrong. Something wrong. You always gotta be the one that's on top shelf, something wrong. You always gotta be the one that be first picked, something wrong. You can't sit on the sideline, something wrong. Lord, what, what happens when I can't do this, that, or the other? When I can't teach, when I can't sing, when I can't do this, that, and the other, I have to be able to be just as excited when somebody else is teaching, when somebody else is preaching, when somebody else is leading the song, as I am if I'm leading the song. And sometimes we got to pump somebody else's idea up just like if it was our idea. Because you know how some people are. Because if they give an idea, they're like, you know, well, that's good. But my idea is. They're, they were on slick. Talk your idea down. Not, not thinking that your idea could be from God. Because let me tell you what I learned over the years. I don't have to say God said in order to be God said. You know, some people like though God said this and God said that. Oh, I've learned over the years if God said it, He'll say it, even if I ain't gotta don't say God said. (laughs) Boy, I tell you what, boy, I, I know, I know this is self denial. This is putting us on the on the cross and hallelujah and Jesus ruling and reigning in our lives. This is God being the Lord over our auxiliaries and over our church and over our homes and over our business and over our jobs. God is God if we allow him to be. Because sometimes people put Jesus on the cross and say, oh, yeah, I'm worshiping cross of Jesus. But yet they are out doing everything else. When God should be, when we should be on the cross and Jesus will be following our omniscient God. I know this is tough right here. Hallelujah. Now, let's go, little father. It takes a determined person to go beyond their personal opinion or the opinion of those around them to truly be able to hear and hear what Jesus speaks to us in his written and his revealed word. When you hear it, you got to apply it. You got to put it into action and you got to act on it. It takes confidence in in scriptures like Romans 8 and 28. Let's go to Romans 8 and 28. See, when you're putting yourself on the cross, denying yourself, you got to believe in Romans 8 28. And we know that all things are working together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. See, you got to know. You got to know. You got to understand. You got to be sure of. And you got to discover and discern that all things are working together for good. Beneficial to me. Useful. Happy and honorable to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. My willingness to deny my plan for God's plan is the indicator that I'm learning to love him above everything else. Let me tell you something. When you walk with God long enough, you have to put your plan to the side. You have to put your, listen, you have to put your money to the side every now and then to do God's plan. You're going to have to, listen, you're going to have to put your time aside and go out witnessing if you're going to be according to God's plan. You're going to have to put your plan aside. Yeah, I was planning on doing this, that, and the other, but God is putting on my heart to do this. And and let me, one thing I had to learn. I, I, I was going to share this later, but I felt led to share it now. Sometimes you got to learn how to hear God for yourself. One of the. One of the conversations Lady Dobbs and I have sometime, she say, what you think about this? And my thing is this, what did God put on your heart to do? And even though it didn't put on my heart to do it, if you put on her, our heart to do it, I'm fully behind what God put on our heart. Are y'all following me? Oh, look, y'all got quiet right there. I don't have to have all the answers, but God has the answer. Y'all missed that day. I, I, y'all missed that day. I don't have to have the, all the answers, but as long as God got the answer. And see, in this sanctuary, we have some brilliant individuals in this sanctuary. Smart people in this sanctuary. Let me tell you, uh, Abraham was a smart individual. Don't you ever underestimate Abraham. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Smart individual. Jesus was whew, out of this world smart. <laughs> wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, intelligent individual. In this sanctuary, we have so smart individuals who can make a tremendous contribution to the ministry. And But don't be looking at saying, well, Pastor Dobbs and Lady Dobbs will come up with it. It must not be from God. No, you need to bring it through the proper channels and then make sure that what you're saying, it could be from God. And if I miss it, I know God big enough to get me back on track. Y'all should know that God is my, is my Lord and my Savior, and he has corrected me more than one time. Not just—I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this week he has corrected me more than one time. So you know this year he has correcting me all the time. And so I know that if we share ideas, if you say, Pastor House, we need to go witnessing in this neighborhood or go see person A or person B because that God has put up on my heart, or you say, pretty much— you ain't got to say God put it on my heart. You can say, Let's, I, "I believe we need to go share the gospel with this person right here." You know that could be a God idea. But if you never share, we'll never know it. You got to share what God puts on your heart. You you may not think it's, it's small. You may think it's medium, but never despise the day of small beginnings. Don't, listen, do not, listen, listen, you got ideas, you got strategies, you got plans that God can use for his kingdom right here in this ministry. Don't, listen, well, pastor, I'm not old enough. Let me say this to you. If that young child right over there or there or there or there came and gave me an idea, I would have to listen to it. Because you never know, it could become God. Y'all follow me? And don't you just say, well, you just a child. You know what Jesus said to that to, to the people that, that 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 were kept messing with the children? He said, "Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of God." Don't you ever estimate what God is doing? See, when it comes to self denial, you got to learn that you ain't always the smartest person in the room. Mm-mm. You got to learn how to listen to other people. Now, some people gonna have some stuff that's whack, but there'll be sometimes God will speak through some people. You remember how he messed up the Old Testament prophet, uh, That um, the donkey, he had a conversation with a donkey. I'm like, good night, he had a conversation with a donkey. I'm like, my goodness, and then he act like it's normal. You didn't know he was messed up in his mind. But God used the incident to teach us that God will use people to speak to us. Are y'all following me here? Now, let's go a little further. Let me let me see, let me me share one thing with you real quick before I go. Sometime when when, when dad and I leave in church, he'll say, hey, da, 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 he'll give me an idea or throw something in my ear. Okay, okay, I, I check on that dad. And many times when he tell me, it'd be right. And I go share it with that person. As long as I'll forget, that's another story. And all together, hallelujah, but he'll share some ideas with me. We say, you can't let, because uh, he's not on a certain group, that he don't you know, have ideas about the ministry. Are y'all following me here? Now, I have to discern which ones are God and which ones are not. But don't never let your idea, if God puts it on your heart, don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. we love to hear. Then You might offend me or something like that, but that's okay. I'd rather hear your idea than you, and correct myself than to not hear it at all. Anybody see the difference there? Now, let's go a little further. Now, as we continue... To hear God's word, whether directly or indirectly, and we come into God's presence weekly, we should expect the word to guide us, confirm some things in us, encourage us, to keep us moving forward. That's why I love Matthew 16, 24. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. It's got to be a personal thing. It's got to be personal. It's got to be something that we, uh, listen, we got to put stuff aside. Take up his cross. The cross represents that suffering and exposure to death. And follow me. Nailing our fleshly desires to the cross to do his will. I'm going to nail them to the cross. I'm going to put those things on the cross. My desires, my way of doing it. Because I believe God has a better way. I believe God has a better way. See, it's, it's easier to nail yourself to the cross when you believe God has a better way. But if you think your way is still wonderful, and you think your way is still the way to do it, and you think that your way is going listen going to bring about a, a, a desire, then you may not want to do it God's way. Because you, in your way, I like that, Lord. In your way, you can see exactly how it was gonna go. You ever made a plan, and you knew exactly what A was, and what B was, and what C was, and what D was. You had a plan out to the T. I'm a, I, listen, I have budgeted, I don't know, y'all probably do stuff like this. I have budgeted, and I figured it out. I, okay, I'm gonna put this much money here. I'm gonna give God his size and his offer. I'm gonna put this money, his money here. I'm gonna, look, watch this. I'm gonna save this money over here. Y'all never said stuff like that. I'm going to save this much money this month. I'm going to save this money this month. And, and then all of a sudden, car need fix. I'm like, oh, Lord, is, my plan is throwing up in smoke. No, that was your way. But God was telling you, listen, I got, I got, I, you got this. What do you mean, Pastor? God said, I just put that money aside to fix your car. You thought I was putting in your saving, but I had to fix your car. I told you I would supply the need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, but you want it your way or you want it my way. Are y'all seeing that? God knows how, and his way is always going to be the best way. I believe Jesus let us know that the suffering is going to be a part of this journey. Yeah, we're going to suffer in this journey, y'all. What's suffering? Our flesh is going to suffer. Our flesh, we want to do it our way, but we got to do it God's way. It's important for us to be able to grow and mature in the word of God so that when suffering, hard times, trials and tribulations come, we can pull on scriptures like the three. I'm going to give you here. James chapter one, verse two through four. You should have it written down in your text. My brother count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patient have this perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. My brother, count it all joy, a calm delight, exceeding gladness when you fall or surrounded by various trials, all types of trials, adversities, situations, and people that test our integrity, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Notice what it's going to test. It's really after your faith. Your faith, your trust, your confidence, your assurance, your belief in Jesus. That's what it's after. It's after your faith. So when we go through different trials, remember, it's testing your faith. One thing I've learned, when you nail to the cross, you gotta be, you gotta have faith. It takes faith to be nailed to the cross, y'all. Cause you know what it says? I'm not gonna do it my way, God. I'm gonna do it your way. I gotta trust you in this situation. Yeah, I know my instinct tell me to do one thing, but God, I want to do it. I'm going to do it your way. I, my instinct tell me to go and do this, but I'm going to do it your way, God. I'm going to do it your way. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 12. If we endure, if we endure, we should also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we endure, we'll suffer. If we suffer bravely and calmly. And this is one thing I, when it comes to enduring. We got to suffer bravely and calmly. Sometimes people suffer and they suffer loud and all out of whack. <laughs> Y'all missed that day. Yeah, sometimes when people are suffering, you know they suffer. Thank y'all for the five. Amen. Sometimes when people suffer, everybody knows they're suffering. Because they call people, they post it on social media. They tell everybody that they suffer. When you really are suffering like God tells you to, you're gonna listen, you can still gonna give God glory through your suffering. You know one thing Jesus said, when you're doing certain things, don't make it but on public, basically, what was saying what you're going through. But listen, between you and God, of what you're dealing with. But if you endure, we should also what reign with Him, possess supreme honor and bless Him. If we deny, deny means basic disregard or entirely unlike Him, which is Jesus. He will also deny us. In Psalms 30 and 5, for His anger is but for a moment, His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping overflowing of sadness. And sometimes you may get sad in this walk with Christ. Don't think it's unusual for you to get unsad. And don't think, listen, and if you do get extremely sad, don't think you're not saved for getting sad. May endure for a night, but joy. Triumph, shouting, gladness comes in the morning. We can use these scriptures as well as others. Amen. When we're going through rough trials and tribulations. I believe that the Lord is preparing the disciples and us by teaching us about having determination to please Him while at the same time learning self-denial. In my opinion, self can get in the way of what God wants to teach us in life's ups and downs. How many know that when you you go through stuff, it teaches you something? I mean, you did be, Let's be real. I mean, sometimes how many can admit that you've gone through the lesson more than one time? You got to put number of fingers the time you've been. One lesson I know I've been through. I could put all these hand, this hand up, this hand up, these toes and these toes, your hands and your hands and your hands, and still not learn all the lessons I need to learn from that. I mean, I be going through sometimes. I go through. I know you probably do too. There is now, in my opinion self can get in the way of what God wants to teach us in life's ups and downs there is an instinct that exists in us that helps us to protect us what we deem as harmful as well as dangerous self preservation can be defined as a basic instinct in humans and animals that protect us from harm and danger instinct is a fixed behavior in our brain like for example you know (laughs) Uh, when well you learn about a, a burning stove, not to put your hand on it. Let me say this to you. Most of us, we're not y'all. This hard head right here. I had to put my hand on the stove to learn that it was hot. And my, my parents didn't go through a lot of whole lot of training. You know how y'all had stuff where y'all had, oh, baby, don't put your hand on this, that, and that. No, they tell you quick, don't put your hand on the stove because it's hot, it will burn you. And so after a while, I learned real quickly that that stove was really hot, y'all. And it does burn. It does burn. And so I learned not to put my hand on it. Uh, I, another example I thought about is this. We teach our children to stay away from electrical outlets. Sometimes children are going to learn. Stay away from the outlet. They have back then, they had circuit breakers kick off stuff. When I came up, it's like, it, it shocked you. Woo, boom, there you go. I put my hand there no more. Oh, oh, no, what I did, I stuck something in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. I pray you know, y'all learn from the way I did. You learn this kind of stuff. You learn. You learn it. You learn uh animals. Sometimes an animal, you see uh, like a dog or something like that, they have a danger bark. You have to watch the tail of a dog because they'll make noise, certain type of barks. I mean, there's a friendly bark and there's that bark like don't come near me. You better stay away from that dog. I told people all the time, I don't I don't play with folks' dogs. They like you, but they may not like me. That's just me. Now, now, nothing wrong with dogs. They wonderful and they fine, but I don't go near people dogs. I don't pet people dogs. I don't do stuff like that. Because they know you. You feed them. They ride the car with you. They do all that stuff. I don't feed them. I don't pet them. I don't do all that stuff. I don't hold them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't do all that kind of stuff. So they don't know me like that. If I come towards you in front of them, they might act a certain type of way. So I just stay back. I just stay back. I learned that through what? I've been through. Now, it's a blessing to have self-preservation. The challenge when we read reading scripture like today's text, self-denial and self-preservation can seem to be at odds. I believe Jesus was clear when it comes to being determined to follow him, self-preservation has to take a back seat to self-denial, especially when we have to take up our personal cross. Self-preservation can cause us to respond to our cross, trials, and tribulations differently than self-denial. Self-preservation in the midst of trials and hard times and so forth will tell us to shut down, give up, blame others, and give into the situation Our person. It's not worth being potentially harmed. Harm. It's, it's not... We're bringing potential harm to my reputation, self-esteem, my relationships, and such like. You will watch self-preservation kick in when people start to, you notice they go to that, I'm going to do what's best for me mode. Listen, I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired. I'm going to blame others for my thing. I'm going to shut it down because I'm tired of giving myself out and nobody give back to me. I'm going to preserve myself. I'm tired of doing this, that, and the other, but I don't get anything back in return. Self-preservation. Self-preservation. I'm going to hold on to my reputation. I'm tired of going and helping folks and, and then everybody talk about me while I'm out there and then they wonder what's going on. Self-preservation. I got to watch out for my reputation because I'm in it for me. I'm in it for me. Preservation. I'm tired of being hurt in relationships and so forth. However, in the midst of trials and trouble and life problems, self denial will say, Not my wills, but your will be done. This too shall pass. I must please Jesus. I've got to share the gospel with this person or that person. Even if they shut the door on me, I'm going to share Jesus. Even if they act like they're not hearing me, I'm going to share Jesus with me. Even if I have to pray in the middle of the restaurant, I'm going to share Jesus. I'm going to share Jesus with me. I'm going to share Jesus. It's amazing the number of times. This is something simple. We have just prayed in a restaurant and people have came up to us and said, Lord, you prayed in the restaurant. I'm like... You don't pray in your restaurant. <laughs> you trust that cook back there in the back. You don't know. You ain't never met the cook. You trust him, him or her? I pray over every all my stuff. Even the big chick I will pray over. I'm just being real with you. I pray over everything. Get some fries. Lord Jesus, bless these fries right now. In the name of Jesus. Pray for everything. And don't be ashamed to pray neither. Don't be ashamed to pray. Jesus could tell, excuse me, having the midst of trials, trouble, life problems, something I will say, not my wills, but yours be done. This too will pass. I must please Jesus. Something I would like to do, but Jesus want me to do his will, so I will. Jesus tells. Jesus could tell about the importance of self because he understands the necessity for the greater cause. And that's so important. Go to Luke 22 and 42. Luke 22 and 42. We're getting close to the end. Hold on. We're almost there. Luke 22 and 42. Say, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Notice this. He was saying, not my will, not what I want. Not what I desire, not my choice, but I want your choice, Jesus. And notice, this choice got him nailed to the cross. This choice got him nailed to the cross. When we choose Jesus sometime, your flesh is going to be nailed to the cross. It's going to be nailed to the cross. Your desire is going to be nailed. Your choice is going to be nailed. Well, I want to do this. Nailed. I want this to happen this way. Nailed to the cross. But notice something we need to understand. When it's nailed to the cross, God got a better way for you. God got a better way for you. So being nailed to the cross, it's not, it's not pleasant. It's gonna be, it's gonna require some sacrifice. It's going to require you to give up some things. But being nailed to the cross means God's got a better way for you. He's got a better way for you. He's got a better way. Last week, we talked about being followers of God or followers of men. It seemed like this week, Jesus given us the prep work to be true followers of Christ. That's what's necessary to get us ready. He goes on to say in Matthew 16, 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, my sake will find it. Whoever desires to save his life, to heal or preserve or protect or make whole his own life, will lose it, destroy it, or or render it useless. Basically, your way is not God's way. Your way is not God's way. But what's interesting about it, it seems like a viable plan to do it. That way. It's gonna look like it's gonna work. That's why you choose it. But God's way is always going to be better. Self denial. Self denial. Notice what he said in the latter. But whoever loses life for my sake will find it. Discover it, see it, understand it, and recognize it. Jesus continue to have this heavy conversation with disciples and with us today in Matthew 16 and 26. The next scripture. For what profit is it to, if a, to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What profit, what benefit, what advantage, what cause, what better is it if a man, if he gains or if he wins the whole world? What's the world? The order? The affairs of earth and loses or sustains damage his own soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Self-denial teaches us that even when even though it may appear that I'm giving up something, I know God is working it out for my good. I mean you got to know that. That's why I believe Romans 8 20 is so powerful. You got to know that. See, when you're going through life and you got to deal with some real problems. And some real situation in your life. And it looks like that way it's going to be beneficial to you. Look like it's going to work out for you. You got to know what Jesus says. Because sometimes you have to take up your cross. Your desire. Your way. And nail it to the cross. And go after his way. But we got a promise from God. It's going to work out for your good. It's going to work out for my good. Only God can take my problems, my hard times, and work them so they're beneficial and bring happiness to my life. As we continue to take up our cross, it will continue to work for our good. And I know it's not always easy. Sacrificing and telling God, you know what? And see, I think one thing you need to do is, and this has helped me over the years, be honest with God, because your cross is not my cross. What I may deem as a sacrifice, you may think this is okay. But what I deem as a sacrifice, you might say, well, I can't do all that, Pastor Dobbs. You got to know what your cross is. You can't take my cross, and I can't take your cross. But we all got a cross we must take. We got to put desires. We got to put our will. And nail it to the cross. I use nail. This says, babe, take up your cross. Take up your cross. But knows that last part of that. And follow me. You got to continue to follow the omniscient God. Knowing that all things are going to work for your good. And you can't do this thing. You're going to do it on yourself. You got to know that God is going to work it out the way it needs to be worked out. All things are working together for our good. Isn't it good to know that when you give up your will, that God's will is going to work out for your good? I know it ain't easy. Because, listen, the reason I emphasize this, I know you want to do it your way. I get it. I want to do it my way too. But my way is not always the best way. I'll be honest with you. And and, and I found this out. i pray that y'all learn from my mistakes. I found out I can do it my way, but boy, I mess some stuff up when I do it my way. I found out when I do it God's way, it's not always comfortable. It's sometimes I got to give up some stuff. Sometimes I got to go through some hard time. But it turns out a whole lot better. Now, I have cried going through God's way. I have lost sleep at night doing it God's way. I have sacrificed money doing it God's way. I have left people doing it God's way. But in the long run, I've I've gotten better because I did it God's way. Only God can do that. Y'all know that? Let me make that last point. Y'all know only God can make it better when you give up your will and do his will. You don't depend on man for that. You don't depend on a corporation, a company, individuals, family members. You don't depend on nobody else to do you like God can do you. All right, I'm going to quit right there. That's, that's a good point to quit on. Uh, let's stop right there. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Ooh, that's a lot. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.